0: Link closed, Just sitting up nice and tall wherever you are. Bring a little extra attention to your alignment, of your physical body. And as you let your gaze turn inward, noticing if in your body there's any sort of ache or tightness, and you can bring your hands there. For myself today, I literally feel heartachy, like that sort of heartbroken kind of feeling. And then when we take our breaths today, creating that threshold between our life and this time when we get to practice together always in the hopes that that threshold becomes thinner and thinner, and that ultimately the practice becomes our life, that we are always somehow in the practice, committed to mindfulness, committed to remembering who we really are. we are always whole but there's nothing that you need to do or say or be to be deserving of love in this life but it is an intrinsic part of being human it's our birthright and so when we take our breaths today we're gonna to send that inspiration that inhale to the place in you that might feel tight or achy Remembering that inspiration means to draw in spirit, to draw in something larger than ourselves. And the air in and of itself is what connects us, what binds us. We all breathe it in and out together. So in this way, it's also a coming together. So on your next inhale, take a nice big full breath in, right into that place that feels like it needs nourishment, attention, and just hold it there for a second today, letting yourself be full, and then nice long slow exhale out the mouth, maybe with a little sound. Breathing in, holding it there, letting yourself be full, and then letting it go. Nice big full breath in, and then letting it go. Good. And always noticing how you feel after just even that short meditation. And then you're welcome to stay there with your hands wherever they landed, and your eyes closed, just listening for a moment, keeping the gaze inward. Or you can drop your hands, lift your chin, and open your eyes. Um, So I wanted to talk today a little bit about asking for help, which I can't believe we haven't talked about yet in this COVID um, situation. And um, this is a funny story, but I like to tell it. uh, It's an old one, so some of you may have heard it, but that's why stories are important because they get retold in different ways all the time. Uh, So a friend of mine was in the hospital and she, had to have her gallbladder out. There was, like, a rash. I'm 41, and a couple of years ago, there was, like, a plethora of different people in different parts of my life who suddenly had to have their gallbladder out. And this person got really sick and um, ended up having to be in the hospital for a long time. And so... um, And she was heavily medicated, right? Guys, like, morphine-style. And she... Was there, and we would come and bring her food, like all the healthy food because the hospital food is yucky. And we would sit with her and she was really, really into Downton Abbey. It was that era, which I had never seen before. And so you would sit, but she didn't like to have the, the computer facing her. She liked it turned away because it was too much with the morphine. Um, and she became this sort of like Oracle person where everyone who went in because she was so high, would get some sort of, like, oh, oh my gosh, what's she going to say to me? Like, what's the message for today? And one day I'm sitting there not watching Downton Abbey, listening to it with her, and I brought her some food. And she grabs my hand and she says, Audra, you have to learn to ask for help. We're getting old. We need each other. And then she, like, passes back out into the bed, you know, (laughs) And I took it pretty seriously because it was like the Oracle of Delphi or something, you know. She's all like communing with a consciousness that I wasn't a part of. Um, and and it's um, brought to light over the years since this has happened how difficult it is to ask for help. Because for most of us, there's a lot of shame tied up with having needs. Does anyone identify that with that who I can see? Yes, okay. Okay. Um, And then there's the other end of the spectrum where you identify as having, as the person who is always needy, right? So there's kind of like both the shadow side of feeling like you don't need anything and then also the needy side. Um, And Jessica and I have noticed because we keep trying to be like, we, this is our platform, right? Um, How can we make yoga accessible? We got really inspired by the author Roxanne Gay. Do you guys know her? She wrote that book, Hunger. Oh my gosh, it would be a great COVID read. Um, And she just on her Twitter was like, I'll give 10 people 100 bucks this month who need it. No questions asked. And then President Obama um, retweeted it, was like, good job, Roxanne. And then Roxanne was essentially like, what are you doing, President Obama? Which I really liked because it's kind of like, President Obama, you went completely 08 political, what are you doing? Um, and then she was interviewed by Trevor Noah, and I was like, oh my gosh, we could do that. We could give at least three people a hundred bucks. And so we put it out into the world, and it was like crickets. And then we're like, we put the scholarship out into the world, and it's like Crickets and we again today put the scholarship like you can just click the button and buy it online and it's been like a little bit better because people get to ask for help in secret we realized and so yes right it's a lot easier to ask for help if you don't actually have to ask for help and so i've been thinking about this because of my own um sort of issues with it um and I was like okay there's always the thing there's layers of healing right there's the noticing that we don't like to ask for help and then that's the first layer you're like oh my god yes i noticed isn't that awesome and then there's the second layer which is like well why don't i like to ask for help right and so i went to the second layer and i was like okay well when i feel like i don't want to ask for help it's because i believe that i'm somehow saving people from me right, from me being needy, that I somehow am like preventing people from inner, from myself, right? And that's like the layer behind that. And then what's the layer behind that is essentially that, and it always goes back to this, every single thing, at least for me, and I believe for pretty much everyone, that the layer beneath that is like, okay, if I think that people need saving from me, Right, As an individual, what does that say about my own beliefs somewhere deep inside of me about my own lovability and my own worth? Does that make sense, friends? And that there's some deep part of me that is afraid to ask for help, even now, even after the oracle grabbed my hand and was like, you have to learn to ask for help, right? That believes that I need to save people from me being a burden because I have issues with my own lovability and self-worth right? Which is where the shame creeps in. But we know from the, from the work of St. Brene Brown that there is, I know everyone smiles, that any time that shame comes into the equation, friends, that empathy cannot coexist there, right? So if we feel shame, then empathy can't be there. It just can't. It's the way that our brains are made. It's not anything personal or anything like that. It's just the way that we're set up. And so the thing becomes then, okay, well, I want to heal the shame around this because I am devoted to living in service and love in this life, right? So that becomes the why. And then ultimately it's the how. And I think that that's like really the um, most difficult part about working with shame, especially around needing help. And the how for me um, is like telling you guys, tends to soften it. (laughs) Telling people I trust, saying it out loud, because if we say it out loud and we bring it out from the shadow into the light and are like, here, look at this. It's not so scary, right? And we do it with people we trust and we bring it out into the light and we look at it. And then the second step is, can I and this is a question that I think about all the time in my practice in my in my life is can I bring love even here? Even to this small part of me that feels scared and alone and like I'm not lovable. Can I bring it even here? And guess what, friends? The answer is always yes. The answer is always yes. And it's just a matter of like asking the question and making the inquiry, I think. And there is nothing, nothing, my firm belief in this life that cannot be healed by bringing love there. Right, in some way, some form, maybe not in the way that we expected it to be healed, but there will be some healing if we have the capacity to bring love there. All of that to say, um, if you need help, we are here. And that this is a safe space to bring whatever is in the shadow for you forward and say, I need help. Because access to yoga right now should not be something that is around money. Um, If you need a hundred bucks, we got you for basic needs, no questions asked. Um, And if you know people who also need help, send them here. Because there is nothing like connecting with people in the way that we do and being in these practices. Like the only way that we're going to heal from this is through connection, right? Through bringing the love. And so the more people we can bring into it, the better, in my opinion. It gives me hope for the world. I see a lot of nodding. So yay. Um, you're gonna need two blocks today my friends and That's kind of it. We have a flowy creative kind of weird class. I'm excited. It's kind of my theme on Thursdays so I'm like last day of my teaching week. Who's getting creative off. Oh, let's do it. Cody or maths, We'll meet there. child's posts Oh the playlist today, Amy, will you post it? It's the same one love more. She's gonna post it on the chat thing Okay